Hello there. My name is Shirley Fisher, and I'm an illustrator, creative business owner, and mom of two. I've been slowly growing from a part-time creator to a full-time working artist since 2016, so I know the joy and struggle of working for yourself and how mindset can impact your growth. It's here where we dig deep through vulnerable chats about running a creative business and uprooting our limiting beliefs. My hope is that you walk away from these conversations feeling empowered with a greater sense of clarity and community. So find a cozy spot, open up your heart, and prepare to be encouraged. Welcome to the Tillage Podcast. Have you been eyeing the canvas lamp that artists and content creators are raving about? If you don't know what I'm talking about, allow me to introduce you to Canvas. Canvas is an overhead lamp with a smartphone holder with versatile positioning, and it's absolutely beautiful. This lamp will look right at home in your space with several bases to choose from, including marble, metal, and wood. Creating video content of you working on your artwork from an overhead viewpoint has never been easier. Anytime I need to video something or take pictures hands-free, Canvas comes to the rescue with perfect lighting. What I also love about Canvas is that it was founded by a husband and wife team in January of 2020. Their story is incredibly inspirational and I'm proud to be a partner to share the love I have for the Canvas lamp. This week is extra special. They are offering 20% off all orders and free shipping over $200. This discount is added automatically in your cart, but the best part is that my coupon code is also stackable with this offer. This means by using my code TILLAGE10, you can get 30% off your order all week this week. Find my link in the description below or in today's show notes on the tillagepodcast.com. Now is the week to finally make this purchase you've been eyeing and start creating beautiful content today. Welcome back to the Tillage Podcast. I am thrilled that you pressed this episode, that you're here with me today, and I am so excited to talk all about rhythm and routine because this honestly is one of my favorite things to discuss with other entrepreneurs and artists to hear how they implement rhythm and routine in their own lives and what they're doing that's making it successful. How are they implementing time to make art? Because let's be honest, that is one of my biggest struggles is to continue to find space and time to make art, which is the whole point of this whole experience in the first place. And so I felt the need to have this episode come out because I feel like we're all in a season of transition and shifting as we are leaving the summer. We're now in September, school has begun, and we're all finding ourselves trying to navigate what in the world we're doing in regards to all these new transitions. And honestly, in our life, it's definitely upset things a little bit. We are trying to navigate now my daughter being home with us half days and navigating this new schedule of pickups and lunch routines and dinners. And I thought that this would just be a really great episode to just talk about what we do in our family and what I also do in my own business so that I feel very grounded in my week and in my days when I have to hit the ground running once the kids leave the house because I only have the mornings to work. And so I have found myself in a season right now. I was doing really good in June and July, August. I kind of got off track and I'm still feeling off track here in September, but it's been a challenge to get back to my rhythm and routine that I had established in June or July. And if you're with me right now, you might be feeling that. 
And I think it's really important that we take the time to reevaluate why we're off track and what was working and what's not working and how do we get back on track when our rhythms and routines seem to have gone awry. So I'll just give you a background. In June and July, I really felt like I had my morning routine down. I talked about this on the podcast. I was so proud of myself. I was hitting the gym. I was going in the morning for a couple of times before the kids would even get up. Then I had sat in the sauna and it was going so well. And I was really proud of myself. And I had this streak and you might've experienced this in your own life where you feel like, oh my goodness, nothing can stop me. I'm on such a good streak right now. And then there's something that happens. Either it is external or it's internal. And I think for me, it's a little bit of both. So we're going to dive into that. But I want to just set the stage that June and July, I was feeling really, really great. And then we got into August and I think I was still doing pretty well. In fact, when I recorded the episode with Colleen Underwood reflecting on my year of podcasting, I was still going to the gym regularly and making that a part of my routine. But within the last two to three weeks, things have kind of gotten off course. And this is where I'm taking a step back and I'm looking at why isn't this working anymore? And so, like I said, I feel like there are external and internal circumstances that can go on that get us off course. And I'm going to talk about those two things. And then I'm also going to explain what I do to get back on track and then also what has helped me in my own life establish routine and rhythm. And I'll also explain a couple of the different planning types that I do as well. If that makes you so excited, you're in good company because I love talking about planning. I probably have owned probably just about every planner on the market. I just love talking about it and implementing it. So we'll get into that as well. But let's back up and talk about the external and internal factors that go on when we get off course with our rhythms and routines. So for my certain situation, I know that I started to get off course with my morning routine right before a trip And then it was really hard to get back into routine after this trip that we went on. And that happens, right? We get removed from our normal routine from our home. We go travel someplace and then we're reintroduced into our environment and we're trying to piecemeal back together the rhythm and routine that we had. And that can be really difficult. So I can already see in my own life in the last three weeks that we went on this trip and that got me off course. But There was also the external factor that my daughter has been waking up a lot in the middle of the night and she has been sneaking into our room. Unbeknownst to us, we will wake up and she has somehow snuggled her way in to our bed and it's become so much of a routine that it's happening practically every night. And so because I knew that this would most likely happen, I stopped setting my alarm because I did not want to wake her up if she was in bed with us. We would wake up, you know, at our normal time and she would be there. We're like, oh my goodness, here you are again. You're in our bed. And I used to wake up, and I've said this on the podcast, was very proud of myself. I was waking up at 5 a.m. and I felt so unstoppable. I'd wake up at 5, I would have the coffee already brewing. We have one of those incredible coffee pots where you can set the timer so that your coffee is 
made for you automatically when you wake up in the morning. That's one of my secret mom tips. If you have kids and you are still using a pour over method or a French press like we were doing for years, we did not start this until my son was born. It has been a life changer. So just plugging that in. And then I would journal and I would just have time to myself before the kids got up. And then I was implementing going to the gym early and then coming home and seeing if I could sneak some journaling time in before the kids got up. All that being said, I didn't want to set my alarm and wake my daughter up and have her be up with me. And I was able to do that before this whole her getting up out of her bed pattern started to arise. And so those are external factors going on that have gotten me off course But there can sometimes be internal factors. And I think sometimes for me, that's a mix of, you know, you just kind of feel the lack of motivation, honestly. We get tired of the endurance that needs to be in play to keep up these rhythms and routines. We can have just like an off week where we aren't feeling ourselves. We kind of feel low. And the last thing we want to do is drag ourselves out of bed to go to the gym I've been there, done that. And so I would suggest if you are off course, reevaluating what's not working and why, and highlighting if this is an internal thing happening or an external thing happening that has got you off course. Once you can know if it's external or internal, then we can start to play around with what we should do to strategize to get back on course. One of the things that I love doing as well that really helps me stay on track is what I'm calling an anchor. And an anchor to me is choosing a location or a time of day or a day to anchor an activity to. This has always worked super well in my life. And this is actually one of the first things that I implemented when I first started working with my life coach. It was establishing rhythm and routine so that I could just get the basics under control and then we could start dealing with some of the more emotional stuff or things I needed to work through internally. But to get my systems in place and lay the groundwork for that was absolutely key. So an anchor to me is choosing a location or like I said, a time or a day to do the exact same thing every single time on that day or in that location. So here's an example. I can remember a season of life that I was so diligently writing in my journal every single day. And the only way I was able to do that is I had a rhythm and routine that I would drive to work and give myself an extra half an hour before I had to go in. And this was when I was working as an elementary art aide. And I would sit in the parking lot with my windows rolled down and there was hardly anyone on campus and I would pull out my journal and I would just write until around 15 minutes before I had to walk on campus and get ready for work. Having this strategy of having this anchor that I knew that I would drive into that parking lot, that was my anchor, that I would be in that location and it became so much of a rhythm that it didn't even become something that I pushed up against that I didn't want to do 
or didn't feel like it was necessary because it was so baked into my routine every single morning. Another example I have is when I first started working with my life coach, we established days that I would do housework or tasks we needed to do to make our lives function. And so every Saturday is laundry day. Sometimes I get ahead of myself and do it on a Friday, but Saturdays are laundry days for me. And on Saturday evenings, most of the time, you can find me in our room putting away all of our laundry once the kids go to bed. Also, Saturdays are our grocery shopping days. And so my husband and I will often swap who's doing that while the other one is at home doing a task and being with the kids. But having Saturday kind of be like our chore day has been really great for us. Now, obviously, sometimes that Saturday does get messed up if we've decided to go on an activity or we are out of town. But for the most part, we establish Saturdays to be like our chore day. And then Sundays tend to be like our family fun days. So even just today, we went up to an apple orchard area and spent time as a family today on Sunday. And we had gotten all of our chores done on Saturday. We had done the laundry, we had done the grocery shopping, we had done our menu planning. And so it just frees us up to feel like we can do other things. So having an anchor that every Saturday is our chore day, we know that we're going to make sure to get it done. And Sundays for me also, if I'm really on it, are normally my weekly planning days. And I will sit down with my planner and my calendar, and I will make sure that I know every meeting I have going on, what I'm going to be doing for the week, and having that moment to myself on Sunday nights before the week begins really sets me up for success. And so I have that anchor that Sundays is the day that I make sure my whole week is ready to go. We'll be back after this short break. I wanted to take a moment and say thank you so much to those who bought me a cup of coffee to help support producing this podcast episode. So thank you to Tess, to Leslie, and to Simone for buying me a coffee. It truly means the world to me, and it helped produce this episode for you. I also want to give a shout out to those who listen to this podcast from all over the world. And I'm so unbelievably grateful to announce that the podcast has been listened to in 84 countries and in all 50 states of the United States. And wow, you guys, thank you so much. And I wanted to share a review that came from Hannah from Australia. And she says, it feels like Shirley knows me and my creative business struggles. Every week, she seems to know what I need to hear to keep me moving forward. Her style of interviewing and Summarizing every episode is the best I've come upon. Highly recommend Shirley's podcast for any creative trying to run a business. She's the voice inside your head that you need and want. (laughs) Well, thank you, Hannah. I appreciate that. I definitely feel like I know the creative business struggles because I feel them myself every single week. So I am so thankful that this podcast speaks to you and encourages you. And I so thank you for your review. If you haven't left a review, I would love for you to leave one today. It truly helps the algorithm with podcasting and helps this show get seen and heard by so many other people. Thanks again. Now back to the show. This could work for you. Like if you want to make sure that you're drawing every single day, why not pick a time of day that you can fit into your calendar that can be consistent and you can say, I want to do my artwork every single morning at 9 a.m. I'm going to draw for an hour, set a timer, have that space to yourself, 
And I guarantee you it will become so much a rhythm of your life that it will be baked into your schedule. And I'm so impressed and inspired by two members that I have to give a shout out to in my membership, The Tillage Village. We have Katie and Annie that are both on a streak of, I think Annie is over 100 days and Katie is pushing into maybe the 60s of doing art every single day consistently. I am just so inspired by that. And so I know for both of them, having an anchor has been really important for their strategy. I know Annie posts on her social media every single day, walking out with her coffee in the mornings around 6 a.m. to go to her space where she creates artwork. And that's powerful because she has that anchor, she has that time, and she's really made it something that is hardwired into her schedule. The last thing I'm going to throw out for an anchor that's been really powerful is setting yourself up for success the night before. And I'm sure you've heard this said before. It's nothing new. But the days I was trying to get to the gym at 5 a.m., I would have all of my gym clothes out and my shoes and my socks and my earbuds and my fanny pack and my water bottle. Everything was ready to go in the bathroom on my counter so that I did not disturb my husband or my kids while I was getting ready to go. I'd have my keys there even so I didn't have to jiggle them around in our key basket to try to find them. Everything was set up so that I could be successful getting out the door. I have also started to put my kids clothes out the night before. And so part of our routine for our bedtime routine, when we're getting our kids in their pajamas after baths, I will sit there and pick their clothes out and I have a shoe organizer on the back of their door and the compartments are just small enough and easy enough to fit their shirt and their shorts and a pair of socks and all of that ready to go. And that's been great because then there's no rushing of trying to find clothes or matching socks. Everything is prepared beforehand. So to recap here, having anchors are locations, days, and times that you do the same thing over and over and over again. And, you know, one of the things I loved that I picked up from Dylan M. when I spoke to her on episode 13 was persistency over consistency. So if you have a really hard time being consistent with all of these things, I think one of the things that can help is recognizing that you are being persistent to show up and try again. Like right now, I'm off track. I haven't been to the gym in a while. I haven't been getting up at five. And trust me, I feel it. I know that I am off center right now. I don't feel like I'm hitting the ground running, feel a little flustered because I haven't had that established routine in my life. But even though I haven't been consistent, I am going to be persistent, get up, try again after reevaluating what's working, what's not, and get myself back on track. So we're going to segue a little bit here for the rest of this episode to just talk about planning types. And like I mentioned, I love planners. I love office supplies. I love going to any store that has all the pens and the highlighters and all the notepads, all the sticky notes. And my favorite time of year as a kid was going to Office Depot with my mom before school started because she was an elementary teacher 
and she had to get all her stuff to be prepared for the year and she would let us pick out like our pencil cases and our new pencils and all those little things just made me feel so special and I just loved going there. So I think that that probably is why I am a stationary designer and I love paper products to this day. And so if you're with me, you're in good company here. We're going to talk about planning because it's been something that I have been trying to hone in what's going to really work for me. And I've tried a lot of different things in the last several years to get me on track. And I'm just going to talk about some of the ones I've done, what I'm doing now, how it's been effective. And if you are wanting to get better at planning, or if this is something you struggle with, I think you'll have some takeaways for what you can start to implement. So for me right now, I am kind of going back and forth between two different things I'm trying. And I just started bullet journaling, going back to Dylan M. (laughs) I started bullet journaling just a couple weeks ago after watching Dylan M's Skillshare class, which I will make sure is a link in the show notes for you if you want to check it out. And she really lays out what bullet journaling is, how it can be effective in your life. And I will tell you, I am hooked. And here's why. Essentially, what I really love about bullet journaling is I would find myself writing scratch notes to myself or having loose papers or files on my computer with thoughts or my notes app on my phone because I need to make sure that I am writing down art ideas or quotes or things that inspire me to make a podcast episode about it. And if I don't write it down, it's gone. And what I love about the bullet journal is that you can have these spreads where you continuously put and file away thoughts, quotes, trackers, you name it, you can have it in your journal and you can consistently keep up with it. So you don't have all these papers and files and notes apps all over the place that aren't being categorized. So that's why I'm loving the bullet journal. I don't think I've really honed in how I want to effectively use it for my planning just yet. I'm still getting used to all the different smart bullets is what they call it. So there's all these symbols that mean things in your journal. And so I'm still trying to understand all of that. But I will say In regards to setting myself up for success when it comes to gathering my inspiration and thoughts and dreams and goals, this has been a really great place to categorize all of that and have it in one place. One of the other things I've been trying out is time blocking. And so if you've ever heard of the Passion Planner, it's a planner that I purchased a couple months ago. And I used to use it really consistently when I was an elementary art teacher and I was running my business and teaching at the same time. And it helped me time block when I had time to work on my business, when I had to do things for my job, when I was making room to see friends. And what I was doing with my passion planner is in my time blocks, everything was color coordinated. And I was doing that again a couple months ago. Why I love doing it this way is when I would look at my passion planner, and once again, I will put a link in the show notes if you want to check out the passion planner. It's just a really cool planner that allows you to time block within its system. And so with time blocking, when I would do color coordinating, I could look and see just at a glance at my week 
if I had spent a lot of time working on my business because I had a certain color that I would shade my boxes in with colored pencil to indicate certain things. So I know I can remember that orange was a color of when I would spend time with friends. If I would do an outing or a dinner with somebody and I could look through my month and look and see wow, I did not see anybody this month. I hardly see any orange at all on any of these squares. I'm going to make sure that I really implement that next month so that I feel like I'm connecting with the people in my life. And so if you're someone who needs a visual representation, this is a really great way to see your week at a glance is just time blocking sections of time when you're doing things and then having a color key that can help you see at a glance where you're spending your time. I've also started to implement yearly planning that I'm starting as early as October, November, the year prior. And so that means coming up in the next month or two, I'm already going to be planning out my entire year of 2024. So I will know exactly when I'm launching things, when my trade shows are that I'm participating in, what retreats I'm going to, what family events we're going to have on our schedule. And this has been a game changer for me. I started it about a year or two ago, and this has helped me see my year and know when it's practical to pick up other projects or goals. If I look and see that, you know, August is really full, there's a lot going on. Okay, well, where can I put in this project that I want to do? So Yearly planning is a great idea. If you haven't been doing it, I highly suggest you go check out Lisa Jacobs' book that I will also put in the show notes. But Lisa Jacobs was on the podcast on episode 38, which was Building a Better Relationship with Your Business. And she has written a book called Your Best Year. And I know that this book has been highly recommended. I have not done it myself yet, but I definitely plan on purchasing it this year to implement But it's a workbook where she talks about systems, exercises, there's worksheets and strategies, perpetual calendars that will help you become an unstoppable force, as she says, towards your own good this year. So that's going to be something I'm going to be implementing soon in the next couple months, and I will make sure that link is in the show notes for you. So as you can see, it takes a lot to make your life have a rhythm and routine that feels like it's going to be sustainable. Let's talk about that for a second. If you have created a rhythm and routine that feels so over the top that you feel defeated before you even start your day, I think it's worth evaluating whether or not it's sustainable. And quite frankly, my husband, when I was getting up at five to go to the gym, and it didn't last long, my friends, asked me, Shirley, is this going to be sustainable? Are you going to be able to keep this up? That's really early to get to the gym. And my response was like, yeah, like, of course, like, I can do this. But recognizing now with getting off course, with just sleep habits with my kids and getting up and not waking everybody up, that isn't going to be sustainable. So how can... I make a better system for myself that is going to work because we're not going to get anywhere if we're shitting on ourselves and we are feeling bad every single day because we failed at the starting line. That is not going to be sustainable. But I hope that these tips and just hearing about what I'm doing in my own life 
is inspiring to you and encouraging to you. And I'll just let you know that I am still figuring this out. And every season changes. There's going to be seasons of my life that I might be able to get to the gym at five o'clock every single morning because my kids will be older. There might be a season where I am able to do art for four hours at a time because my schedule has allowed it. Maybe I've grown a bigger team and so I'm not having to take on as many tasks and responsibilities in other parts of my business. And I'm looking forward to those days. But right now, I have to do what's going to work with what I have and the season of life I'm in. So all that being said, I love talking about this stuff. If you are feeling overwhelmed right now and feeling very stuck and you aren't even sure how to prioritize what you should be working on in your business... This is one of those things I could talk nonstop about, and I would love to help you get on track. In fact, I've worked with clients through one-on-one coaching to create a game plan to get them on track. And if that interests you, you can go ahead and go check out my link on the tillagepodcast.com. You can book a one-hour call with me if you want to create some foundational work. This is what I did with my own life coach, honestly, when I first started working with her was to get these things in line and they are necessary <laughs> to have in place before moving on to you know the deeper inner work that we can work on as well if you want to. So I'll make sure that link is here in the footer of this episode as well. There's going to be a lot in the show notes today, you guys. So go check it out so that you can get all those tools and resources. So thank you again for pressing play on this episode. I am wishing you happy planning, happy rhythm and routine building, and I will see you back next week with another episode. Here are the key takeaways from today's episode. Building rhythm and routine is helpful to manage our time effectively as creative entrepreneurs. If you find yourself getting off track with your rhythms and routines, take a step back and evaluate. Be aware that seasonal transitions like the end of summer, the start of a school year, or going on vacations can definitely disrupt your routines. See if you can indicate if an external factor or an internal factor is impacting your routines getting off track. External factors are things like traveling or changes within your family, and an example of an internal factor could be simply a lack of motivation. Helpful tools to establish routine and planning in your life that were mentioned were creating anchors, which involve choosing a specific location, time, or day to consistently perform activities, Time blocking, which visually organizes your schedule with colors or symbols to analyze and adjust your time allocation. And yearly planning, which can help set goals, schedule events, and create a balanced routine for the entire year. It's important to make sure that you're creating rhythm and routine that will be sustainable and will align with your current responsibilities and life stage. And lastly, routines should be able to adapt to changing circumstances and remain flexible. Remember to be persistent if being consistent is difficult for you. Thanks again for listening to the Tillage Podcast. It brings me so much joy knowing that you spent your very precious time with me here today. If you want more, head on over to tillagepodcast.com for today's show notes. And I'll be back next week with another episode.